For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast, we are Tate the Black, and I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Corey Smith, Isis, Melton, and Corey of House Thone. Lord Thone is here with us tonight, and we're here to talk about the Game of Thrones Season 7 premiere, which is happening Sunday night. Woohoo! Yay! Fake, fake clap! Okay, so... Wait, what is this? What is it? What? It's uh, yeah. Harry Ga- Potter. Game of Thrones. Oh, Harvey Potter. I love the Harvey <laughs> Potter movies. They're really funny. I like the one where they go to that planet with all the Wookiees. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, um, let's get right into things. First of all, we have some brand new photos from HBO released for Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 1, which is titled Dragonstone. And we see right off the bat that Mira is at Castle Black, and she is covered in frost in her hair. She looks ragged and worn, like she's been dragging a teenager behind her, some, or pushing or dragging a teenager behind she's her. She's dragging the, a kid that has grown since they left <laughs> six feet, so now he's like 12 feet tall and knock-kneed, but of course you can't see that, but yeah, anyway, she looks tired as shit. <laughs> you look on her look on her face is like, yeah, I'm not fucking bringing that guy in here. You guys pull him. <laughs> <laughs> she looks done. Like she is like, I am so over this. This was my brother's quest, and I am so done. I'm I'm. You are here now, and I could see her just like basically dropping everything and walking to another direction. I like you, I, like, I like you, you said quest points for using quest. Anyway, um, that's a nerd point. Um, moving on, we have Cersei. Doing Cersei things, drinking wine. Um, I like the fact that her outfit looks like it's battle ready. It's got like um, the Nike Pro Fit NFL look, you know. She's ready to get out and tackle some boys. 
Um, she's she's in the map room looking at something, and then the next picture we have an old man on his knees painting the map room that we saw in the trailer. So that now we know how the map gets made. Corey Smith, can you see which side of Westeros he's painting there? Yeah, it looks like he's painting the north. Uh, got Winterfell dead in the center, and then you got uh, Kerwin's uh, Castle, which is also called Kerwin Castle. Um, and then I think you have Flint's Finger, which is a small minor house uh, in the north. So, yeah, he's painting the north. Um, and I think, if I remember right, we've seen this this uh, courtyard a couple times throughout the series. Yeah, this, um, is this the courtyard where um, Serio fought um, Marin Trent? No, that one was that one was covered. Okay, um, this, I, I think it, this is where this is where the uh, faith militant the faith militant attacked ah, yeah. uh, the mountain. Am I right there, Smith? Yes, and also uh, we saw. I just watched the first episode of season six when Cersei runs across the courtyard to go see Marcella. Before she realizes she's dead, um, and I think I think it's the same one there. So cool. That's why I brought it up. Anyways, phone, phone, excellent. Oh. Good job. You, you're, Thank you, you. You contributed. I watch the show when we talk <laughs> about the show. I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Whenever you guys start talking about book shit, I mute my mic. <laughs> I can't. What I'm saying is, I don't know how to read. <laughs> I don't book. Anyway, um, I don't. Don't literature. <laughs> um, I like the next picture of Daenerys. We've seen it before, but I, I like her outfit. I know Thone loves talking about outfits, but it is very dragon centric. It's got the dragon scale on it. The it it's just you can tell that she you know and she's in all leather. Um, give her a, a cow and she could be Batgirl, I guess maybe. But um, the next the next don't one, don't give them any more. Ideas of things to cast her in. <laughs> She's already she almost, been on she almost killed Kathleen Kennedy. So don't, don't do that. <laughs> and she ruined Terminator. No, she didn't. She didn't ruin Terminator. Anyway, um, the next one is her looking at the throne in Dragonstone. Uh, Corey Smith. That is a nice picture. It looks like it's been uh, ransacked, though. Look, we got. I, I guess it. A uh, torch, or is it a candelabra? What do you call that thing? Laying on its side. So, candelabra. Yeah, candelabra. And it looks like the steps are filthy. So, Dragonstone looks to be abandoned. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right on that. I think the, it could just be a throne room that's abandoned. I mean, Stannis wasn't necessarily the biggest dude, you know, about ceremony and all that stuff. So. You know, maybe it's just a throne room because we've never seen it even when Stannis was there. But, I mean, it would make sense either way. I mean, Stannis probably didn't leave that many people behind on Dragonstone. So yeah, Stannis, well, Stannis doesn't come across as a guy who would waste men. I, I'm going to stay here, Stannis, and guard the castle. Uh, no, you're coming with me. And yeah, he, I mean, he he leaves people behind in the books um, at Dragonstone when he sells north. Um, not a lot, but a little bit. I mean, a little bit of people goes a long way when you're inside a castle. Um, he, he would be like, yeah, I mean, it, he would be like, hey, hey, Stannis, we need we need less guys here, and Stannis would be like, fewer. Now get the fuck out of here. We give <laughs> grammar control. Yeah. All right, next we have Wait. what? 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 No, no, no. Go ahead. Next we have Brand and Pod squaring off in Winterfell with uh, it looks like 
some nicely dressed guards. Look at that guard. I mean, yeah, Brandon Pod look awesome. Like I'm glad they're they're sword fighting and practicing. But look at the guards behind them. Look how well dressed that one dude is. Like he's got a full on cloak. That may might be a knight of the veil. Vale. He's got blue on. What do you think, Smith? Uh, I am trying to zoom in on him right now um, to take a look. I do see he's dressed pretty nice. I was trying to see exactly what he's wearing. I mean, the picture itself is notable because last we saw Brienne and Pod, they were sailing north from the Riverlands. So, well, one of the pictures we cool. also saw had them coming into Winterfell. We saw a picture of them actually coming into Winterfell. Right. Yeah. I just meant you the know, last we saw them. Yeah. Of, right. So they're definitely here in Winterfell, and they're you know, hanging out and obviously continuing Pod's training. Um, he's probably he, going to, he's probably about to get his ass kicked is what's about to happen. Yes, definitely um, about to get his ass kicked. Corey Thone, the next picture is, uh, the matron of your house. What do you think okay. about, what do you think about Liana? I think, uh, she is clearly saying something poignant and wise <laughs> and sharply. <laughs> and she deserves to be queen. Screw Jon Snow. Queen of the North right there. Amen. Amen. Queen of the North. She is the what she is the little bear. That's what we call her, the little bear. Alright. That was that was a cartoon on Nick Jr. when I was a kid. So <laughs> So no. So that's a no. Can't call it that. She's probably making comments about the guy's beard behind her, like Yes, and then also Jon Snow, we need to make rules to cut beards. This guy's beard is really gross. <laughs> That's nasty, that nasty pubic beard. All right, moving down. Jesus Christ. Moving down, we have Ed. Lord Commander Ed wearing, and Isis, I want to, oh, we talked about this before the podcast, wearing Jon Snow's cloak that he gave him in Season 6. What, what do you think about this? Well, I absolutely adore Ed. I think Ed is fabulous. So anytime we get a little bit of Ed, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be, you know he's going to say something, and it's going to be funny. And um, But I, I really feel like I'm glad, because he kind of reluctantly took the, you know, the job of Lord Commander, uh, reluctantly. I mean, his friend said, okay, my watch has ended, and basically just laid it upon his feet. said, here you go, I'm done, I'm, I'm out out and so uh, it's kind of good to see that he has embraced the job and and he's really probably coming into his own obviously i mean he still has the job so and he wasn't stabbed so obviously <laughs> yeah they didn't murder him but yeah, uh, so i think i think it's funny that one upping uh john snow <laughs> i i like that ed is leading the, the men out of the tunnel from castle black and obviously they're probably headed towards Mira and Bran, which the next picture is Mira, but speaking of Ed, he's probably like, oh, fuck. I have to go outside the wall. God damn oh, it. Yeah. And then when he finds <laughs> out it's for a fucking Stark, he'll probably even roll his eyes even more. It's like a fucking Stark. <laughs> well, you can see Ed in the picture with Mira just to the left of her. Yep. So, I mean, yep. like, they clearly coming outside to be like, who are you two children? What are you babies doing? On the other side of this wall. And why do why why, do you look so haggard? Why are you so haggard? Why are you dragging this seven foot two (laughs) gangle gangly guy around? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely I think you're right, Ray. We're talking for the podcast and I feel like they're just gonna fast they're gonna hit like that 
you know when you fast forward with a DVD player uh-huh. and you, you can go to like 1.5 speed? <laughs> just like they're going to do that with getting people into the right areas for these first few episodes. Like I have a feeling after six seasons of Danny refusing to step on a fucking boat, <laughs> we're going to get the very first scene of episode seven is her stepping off of the boat in Westeros and be like, really? She didn't come across like a Kraken or something out there. Like, just gonna you're step on. on. You're oh, 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 you're on. I, I, I yeah. actually, I legitimately forgot that their sigil was like a big squid Kraken looking thing. I was just making a, you, a joke. You no, owned, See, but you could have owned that, man. I could have, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair to you guys to make you think, oh, wow, Thone's really astute. I'm not. Remember, I can't read. So, Corey Smith, I want to talk about that sword on Mira's hip. There's been lots of speculation that the sword she's carrying is a Valyrian steel sword that disappeared a thousand years ago, called Dark Sister. What do you think about that, Corey Smith? Okay, well, it wasn't a thousand years; it was a hundred. Okay, well, uh, whatever you know. Okay, so Dark was originally a Valyrian steel sword that. Uh, belonged to one of uh, Aegon Targaryen's sisters. Uh, I think R- Rayla? Rala? I forgot how you say it. But anyways, it eventually passed down to uh, a guy named Brennan Rivers who would eventually become the three-eyed raven that we saw on screen. He becomes Lord Commander of the Night's Watch and then um, eventually disappears north of the wall and then we pick up when he's the three-eyed raven. So we saw Mira pick up um, a sword in the Three-Eyed Raven's cave. So most people have assumed that that's Dark Sister because it was also noted Dark Sister is not a full, like, it's not a sword that a man would carry. It was right. because it was built for Aegon's sister. So it's a smaller sword, which would fit with Mira having it. And we've kind of seen this theme over the past couple seasons of, you know, Valerian steel all of a sudden coming to the forefront. You know, you saw Sam stealing the uh, Valerian steel Heart sword. Heart uh, span from his dad. Uh, we've seen in promotional picture, Arya has picked up, somehow picked up that Valerian steel knife. Cat's paw. So it would fit. Yeah, cat's paw. So it would fit. I don't know if, if it necessarily is, but it would definitely fit, um, you know, as far as that whole thing goes. So I guess we'll we'll find out pretty quick, I would think. I would think also Bran might find Bran might know that is Dark Sister. If he's a Three Eyed Raven now, he's going to know things, right? Like, I wonder if being the Three Eyed Raven, he gets all the the, the download of all the Three Eyed Raven's memories or some shit. I don't know, but maybe he knows that's uh, Dark Sister. I mean, you look if you look at the hilt, it's ornate, and it's not just a normal sword that's just laying around. You know, that's not that's not a trash sword. So. The hilt is very ornate, and we've seen pictures of the scabbard um, in promotional pictures for season seven. Uh, she's with Bran, and it looks uh, it looks like it's gonna it could be coming to play. And hopefully, this is not the last we see of uh, Ellie Kendrick as Mira. Hopefully, she goes to Winterfell with Bran, but we don't know if she goes to Winterfell or if she goes back to her father's house. So we'll find out. In a couple of weeks, in a, in a week maybe. Maybe they'll maybe she'll do it in a week. I should do it the next week, but who knows? We'll find out very soon. Um, moving on, uh, we had 
Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know, Kit Harrington was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he did a very funny skit where he did fake auditions for Cursey Lanner Lannister and uh, and uh, Daenerys, where he pulls off his his shirt and has has fake tits and uh, a couple of other things. There was been an, an, an aria where he says, "I'm a widow girl with a with a widow sword." <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway. The skit was funny, but what he said in, in the interview with, with Kimmel, Kimmel really tried to get a lot of spoilers out of him. Like, he was he was on his toes. And uh, Kit said that when they were in Spain filming, at, and this is where they filmed at Dragonstone, uh, D- Benioff and Weiss had them film three fake scenes for the paparazzi. Because they knew that everybody there was drunk. Because in Spain there was a drone that flew over and took footage, and there were uh, and then there was pictures of of just tons of pictures. We got tons of things like the whole the whole John uh, Kit Harrington and and uh, Amelia Clark playing with the big dragon heads. That was that was from Spain, and then uh, John fighting Tyrion uh, or like choking Theon on the beach. That was from Spain. What else we got from Spain? Did we get um, Tyrion, Gendry, and Davos Smith? Did that happen there too? I, I don't know if that was on, in Spain. It was on a beach, so I'm a, yeah, it, it probably was. Um, and then you also had uh, there was the scene of uh, Jorah and Danny talking on the beach, and mm-hmm. Jorah's wearing some. He's wearing like a black outfit, like kind of everybody else, and he. Clearly, doesn't have uh, grayscale anymore. So, and Gendry, yeah, I mean, was, Gendry was dressed as Gendry was dressed as a lord in one of the one of the photos too. Like a he had all the finery of a lord, right? And and we had the scene of the, them, you know, kind of finding uh, Tyrion in the boat or something. The the King's Guard, yeah, not the King's Guard, the city city watch, the gold cloaks. City watch. Yeah, the gold cloaks found uh, them, and then Gendry pulled out his hammer and yada yada yada. So, I mean, they filmed a lot of freaking people on the beach, so it could be any of those people. I mean, they had almost half the cast on the beach filming scenes at some point or another. Theon, uh, Danny, John, Gendry, Tyrion, Jorah—you know, all those guys. So it could be if, literally if what anything. He's saying is, right? If what he's saying is true. It could be anything. I, I don't know if I necessarily buy it. Yeah, because you know, let's let's remember let's remember that for season six he got caught filming Battle of the Bastards at Saint Field, and mm-hmm. that and HBO had said he was dead. He was not coming back. Benny Appleby said he was dead and removed from the show. Kit Harrington was saying he was dead, not coming back. They were out. Right. They were outright lying, saying he was not coming back. And then he got caught by a paparazzi at Saintfield, so right. Maybe so, and, you know. Well, the, and then, but the flip side of that argument is they have filmed fake shit before. Shea. Because they did have right. They did have Shay. Uh, they had that. They also had that uh, one shot where they put the White Walker up in the window of King's Landing. Yeah. Uh, and so you know. It, it's definitely possible, and it wouldn't be necessarily that hard. You film somebody walking towards each other, and then they talk about what they're having for lunch 
or you know where they're going to drink that well, night. Well, he said it, it took five know. hours. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. Uh, five but, hours per I mean, per scene. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see them devoting that amount of time. Me to either. Filming the fake scene. So I, I I think they could have filmed them. I just don't think that they are as elaborate as he's probably making them out to be. So. Yeah. Well. Okay, so we've we've got Kit Harrington doing interviews. We've got new photos for Game of Thrones season seven, episode one, Dragonstone. So let's talk about that, you guys. And I want to kick it off with Isis. Isis, we have done podcasts this off season where we have just gushed about Game of Thrones season seven and the filming, and that's all done now. No more talking about the filming. No more talking about wardrobe. Corey Thone's favorite topic. No more talking about anything. Let's talk about episode one, Dragonstone. What are your hopes for this episode? Well, I'm hoping, seeing that the season's going to be so short, uh, I think we're going to be moving fast. Um, I believe that, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to get Danny going home. Uh, there's not going to be, you know, we're going to, we left her on the boat and then I feel like we're really going to get her coming home. Those scenes where, you know, she's touching the, the ground, uh, the, you know, the sand and everything, um, you know, the whole group kind of basically, you know, arriving to, to their, to her home. I think that's basically where we're going to really have our jumping off point. Um, I think we'll, we'll end up going to a bunch of different places in that first episode, but that one is the, the first one that, definitely comes to mind and and i i think she'll be you know making her way through um her old family home and uh getting people settled in and and starting to make some plans cool cool so so you're looking for more of a daenerys centric because it's called dragonstone really that's what well i mean i get i just i feel like that's where we left off and the very last scene was her on the boat going somewhere and um and i think that that to me would be the best way to intro the whole season is her arriving to her location um so uh, yeah i I think that's that's where i'm gonna go with it Corey phone i know that you're tired of talking about wardrobe so what are you looking for to in episode one what do you want to see what do you need to see after waiting so long i'd like to see a stark reunion maybe yeah. i don't know which ones but i feel like that's going to be happening pretty quick they're going i mean i i've i've laid my theory out and i out of all the theories we've talked about on this show i know that mine is the best so you guys don't have to <laughs> wait the know. ice dragon theory no no the good theory that <laughs> that Bran is going to have to link into the Matrix and that the <laughs> final battle between good and evil, White Walker and, and man, will take place at Winterfell, mm-hmm. trying to give Bran enough time to figure out how to win the battle by jacking into the network and everybody's going to, like, fight at Winterfell to try to get the White Walkers out and away from Bran. I like that. So, I like that because Winterfell is actually where Winter actually fell. So there you go. Exactly. So I... I think that um, I think that's the brand needs to get back to Winterfell, but I don't know if he'll do it in episode one. But I think Arya might. So, oh, you think Arya is going to get back home? Quick, we don't huh? see a picture of Arya 
and I think that's on purpose. Mm. I feel like every season that they do release some photos of season of the first episode, they leave out a character or two, typically so you can kind of forget that you don't know what they're doing. Well, my, so we my, are, I mean, my problem with that is we've seen photos of her in the forest. We've seen photos of her in a, in a tavern. I don't know that they would spend that much time on Arya in, an ep- in episode one. I, I didn't say they're going to spend a lot of time, but <laughs> maybe think, maybe it'll be like a, a, a montage. Arya, or maybe maybe the episode ends with her like seeing Winterfell for the first time. It's the last time we see her. Shit, I'd love, I don't that. Know. I'd love that. I'd I don't love the shit of that. I I'd like to see a Stark reunion. There's my answer. Or okay. hey, a reunion between Arya and Gendry. Arya and Hot Pie. There Hot it is. Pie. That's oh. what I want. That's awesome. what everybody wants. Fuck Ed Sheeran. I want to see Hot Pie. All right. <laughs> so, um, did I pronounce his name right? I don't even know. Sheeran. Sheeran. She- it's Sheeran. Yeah. I don't care. I'm from the South. His name is Sheeran. God damn it. All right. Um, <laughs> Corey Smith. You have been covering Game of Thrones on Winter is Coming just like I have. You you know a lot of spoilers. You, you've you seen behind-the-scenes footage. You basically know or you think you know what's going to happen, but let me ask you, what do you want to happen in, dra- in Episode 1, Dragonstone? You know, I'd like to see that big, giant fucking sea battle that they keep. In the trailer. So you think that's going to happen you know, in episode we, one? In, uh, that's my guess because uh, I can't pronounce his name. Palu Azbek, uh, the guy who plays Euron. Uh, I, I butchered that, but he he said that he's going to make things difficult for Danny to get to Dragonstone. So I'm of the opinion that Danny arrives on Dragonstone at the end of the episode. And that's kind of how the episode ends. You know, last season, the, the episode was called The Red Woman, uh, the premiere episode. And basically, that was because at the very end of the episode, Melisandre took off her clothes and turned into, you know, a Miracle troll. Max. Um, Miracle Max. So I, I'm of the opinion Dragonstone is kind of a misnomer, and we're going to get that at the end of the episode, and that that big battle with Euron is going to open up the season with a bang. And I think that would be just... Really freaking awesome! Just it would be just, fucking amazing. Yeah, because I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, if it, you know, he was supposedly building those thousand ships, and he's going to come after his niece and nephew, and um, you know, they, you know, they know she's going to be coming from Marine, so they kind of know where she's going to be coming from. So I think that yeah, he's going to ambush them, and then we're going to get that big giant you know, insane sea battle that they've been talking about forever. Which is going to happen at night. Be, right. And I just think that would be a lot of fun to open up the season and just get everybody's butt, you know, blood pump in and just remind everybody how freaking awesome the show is. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a battle that ends all battles. And, you know, there, there might be some casualties, but I think, you know, and then at the end, Danny lands on Dragon next morning or whatever but i i would love to see that to kind of open up the the season instead of the you know sometimes we get these episodes to open up where it's like okay let's check in with character a and then character b and character c and you know we just spend the whole first 60 minutes 
you know, yeah. you know, two or three minutes with each character, and nothing really happens. So I would love for that to kind of be the way, you know, we start stuff off with a bang because this season seems like it's going to be, you know, much faster paced. So I think that would start things off in a good way. I think you might be onto something with the sea battle. Um, I think possibly the Greyjoys and the and half of maybe half the um, Martell or or Dorn ships probably get split off from Danny because when you see all the pictures of Danny landing on Dragonstone, she doesn't look like she's been in a battle. Her 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 ships and her boats they all look perfectly in good and good in shape. The the Unsullied are all you know nicely armored and. It doesn't look like they've been in a sea battle. So I'm wondering if, if we get that in episode one, if it's a because the Greyjoys get separated. I mean, any anything could happen on sea, right? I mean, they're a massive – basically, they're a massive armada of uh, Greyjoys, Danny's fleet, um, which which includes the Dothraki horde, the Unsullied, and then and then you have her three dragons, and then you have the Tyrells. And Dorn and the Greyjoys. Did I say them already? So you've got a whole shitload of, of people sailing in one direction. If a storm hits that armada, they're going to be split off from each other. So maybe we, because we saw the trailer, um, you're on Greyjoy's ship, the silence appears at, at night through mist. So maybe there's a storm, and maybe, like he said last season, he is the storm. Ha! Yeah. Ha-ha. Oh, look at you. Look, look at, at you. Me. So subtle. So subtle. <laughs> now, I, I think I think you you're I think it's definitely possible. It could it doesn't have to involve all of Danny's ships and all of your own ships. He could you know stumble upon part of Danny's fleet that's broken off, or or maybe one part of it goes ahead. It could be anything. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely don't think it has to be the whole because. That would make sense as far as Euron surviving because if they were if if he were to go into all of Danny's ships, that means the dragons too. Yeah, right. And they would so get he would get it, torched. He'd be done. It, exactly. So it, I definitely you're definitely probably right. He just stumbles on part of the fleet, half of the fleet. Who knows? Um, but not where Danny herself is. So maybe you know part of her fleet stumbles into Euron and gets massacred. And the rest of them sail, you know, blue skies into to Dragonstone, and they don't even know that the other half. Uh, that also you know, makes sense. That also makes sense from from the last from the second trailer that was shown. Um, Theon falling to his knees on a beach, um, right? It, like like he is despondent. So sure. that's that. Yeah. So that could be him yeah. after the battle, you know, and like he's he survived, but Yara. And the actress that plays Yara, she talked about um, uh, Gemma Whalen. She talked about um, spending hours in the water for the sea battle. So, you know, we know she's involved and the Theoden's involved and other, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that happen. So that's going to be an ex- – hopefully – I hope you're right. I hope that that kicks the season off with a big bang. Um, yeah. What? What? No, I just because yeah, I mean, in whatever form, however, what size of the battle, I just think it'd be fun to see that kind of start things off and get us, you know, get our blood pumping for the season again. So, 
So, um, I guess my my hopes for the episode would have to be, um, I don't know, I'm thinking, I, I, I like what all you guys say, I, I want to see a Stark reunion, I want to see a big sea battle, but I, I think... I think what I really want to see is Jon Snow being an actual king. And I know it sounds kind of boring, but he's got to make that transition from Jon Snow, the battle commander and lord commander of the Night's Watch, and the risen savior to uh, the king in the north. And he's got new responsibilities, and I want to see him go to – I want to see him going de- down to the crypts in episode one. I want to see him – I want to see him sling – Little finger into the wall in episode one. Maybe we get some sort of subtle Lyanna uh, Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen reference in episode one. That would be because the name is Dragonstone, and where you know Dragonstone is the home of the Targaryens. So maybe we get a little. And Game of Thrones is famous for titling its episodes, and that covers the entire like. Everything that happens has to do with something of the title, usually. So it would be nice to see Dragonstone have a little bit of a subtle hint to John's parentage. I would love that. Well, I just, I just want to insert something here that I think sometimes we add in, and this is just my own opinion. Uh, sometimes I think we feel like we. You know, we're asking way too much of Jon Snow. Like, you know, we want him to be, you know, this this catch-all guy who is a, a great general. And not only that, but he's also, uh, you know, worthy of being the king and, and all these different things. Uh, sometimes I feel like we, we're asking way too much of a person. And granted, I know that he's fake, but I'm, I'm just saying that I think we're asking way too much of him to be all these things. When, you know, at the end of the day, maybe he can only be uh, the guy who is, you know, a good general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's he's, the only, yeah. he, he's just good at giving orders and, and you know, maybe having a, a really good, mil, you know, military mind uh, about battles and things like that. I think we, we ask way too much of, of him. Um, you know, hell, we we asked him for him to be revived from, you know, come back from the dead, which he did. But uh, we asked but him I, to I defeat an entire Bolton and um, Umber and Karstark army with just wildlings and and a little bit of a, a northern houses. So yeah, we've asked him I mean, to I do just, a lot. I feel like, yeah, we do, and I feel like as fans of the show, you know, let's not get all too disappointed if. It turns out that he's not great at maybe being a king or he does not want it. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot to be said to say, you know what, I, I don't think I would make a very good king. And being honest about it and saying, you know, this is probably not for me. I'm not that person or I'm completely I don't fine. think we're going to get that from him, though. I, from the interviews from Kit Harrington, it kind of sounds like he's embracing his new role. Like he's got <laughs> – and that's kind of what I'm expe- expecting because – and also and, – and let me say this. Uh, I want to see uh, some Sansa tension. I want to see if there's tension between John and Sansa. That would be well, really I mean, interesting. That's what they're – Jonza. Jonza. I think I mean, that's what they're in, you know, insinuating, that there's going to be some kind of tension between uh, Sansa and, and John and everything and, and probably because – 
she, she he will probably listen less to her and listen more to Danny. I mean, I would listen to the lady who has dragons too, but uh, I feel like you know she she she's gonna you know he's gonna be like, well that that's not what Danny said or Danny said we should do this. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, she might take offense to that and, and pull away and say, oh, well, now I'm losing all my power, you know, that I had. And I feel uh, like this is it. a great point, and I hate, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like this is a great time to interject with uh, Michelle Clapton's um, subtle spoiler drop she had in her interview with Time. Was it Time, Corey Smith? Subtle? What are you talking about? God, Lee. No, it wasn't subtle. Speaking um, of no, Jon Snow. Up- Speaking of Jon yeah, Snow and no. how he does things. It was uh, it was with Uprocks. Uprocks, um, okay. Did, yeah, she did an interview with Uprocks, and she was talking about the costumes because that's what she knows. Um, she'd done all the costumes um, except for, I think it was like seven or eight episodes of season six, if I'm right. Yeah. Um, she, but she did the last two episodes of season six. So she did Cersei's badass armor and, and, you know, Danny's dress when she sails for Westeros. So anyways, she did, she said in the interview, she was talking about what the evolution of their outfits meant. And she was talking about Kit Harrington's cape. And she just casually threw it out there that when the first time he goes to Danny's uh, bedchamber, um, into her her room that he removes his cape uh, because he wants to be a little less formal. But then when the when he ends up meeting Cersei, he puts his cape back on because he wants to be more formal and project power and blah 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 blah. And it's like, dude, you just confirmed that he meets Cersei and Danny in like the same sentence, and that he meets and- Danny in her in her her personal chamber. Right, exactly. In her personal chamber, I mean, obviously, they're getting along. Brown chicken, uh, brown a, cow. Right. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't go to the personal chamber unless you're kind of invited. You meet in the throne room, except, et cetera. So, yeah, it was kind of surprising. I think we were all kind of taken aback that the costume designer just spoiled two of the major events of the season. I think we all kind of knew John and Danny were we're uh, going to meet, but John and Cersei was kind of a shock. That hasn't been alluded to well, anywhere I mean, in the we, trailer. We kind of assumed that they, he would, if, if if he was going to, spoiler alert again, we kind of assumed that he was going to, to be at the Dragon Pit meeting, but right. but that's after the White Hunt, and it would, it, you know, he's if he's going to King's Landing and he's putting on cl- his cloak and he's fully armored up, He's dressed like a he's dressed like Ned. He's going like Ned Stark. Like he's 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 going to be Ned Stark's image in King's Landing. Right. Yeah. So it it was just kind of surprising that she just kind of casually, you know, threw it out there and nobody I don't even think the Upper Rocks article had a spoiler alert on it if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, it took it took a, it took people by surprise that she said that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so John meets Danny and John meets Cersei, you know, hashtag confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. (laughs) Um, So, you guys, we haven't really talked that long on this podcast, and we're not going to go that long tonight because Monday night 
is our new podcast time. Um, we'll be recording on Monday nights at 8 o'clock, and the new podcast will be up on Tuesday morning for, for all our listeners out there. But I do want to do, do one quick thing before we, we, we sign off. I want some crazy predictions, like out, out, outside the box predictions for episode one of season seven and i'm gonna start with you isis give me your wildest like prediction that you think is going to happen that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) i let it be so that was the longest pause isis are you there I guess ISIS right. has signed off. No, I've been talking to the damn mute button. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> me. Yay. I was drinking my drink, so I put it on mute, and I forgot. I was, I'm was. i just talking to you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so I guess I, if I had to say anything, um, I guess it would be um, Tormund, uh, you know, propositions, uh, my girl there. And uh, she says yes. She finally says yes. I, I mean, that's the only thing I can come for, you know, as far as, like, totally crazy, you know, shit that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think it would really, really happen. You know what? No, I take that back. Arya is going to be the one that kills uh, Littlefinger. That's with a different face. Oh, in episode one? Holy shit. Yeah. Right, right. I, Arya I'm, kills I'm, Littlefinger right off the bat. Yeah. Arya is going to figure out what's going on and everything. She's going to be like, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this garbage and just go ahead and kill him. Fuck yeah, I like that one. Okay, Corey Thone, wildest prediction for episode one. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to say pass. No. Um... <laughs> I'm wildest, going to say Cersei wears a black dress. While, ooh, and drinks wine. Wildest prediction is that the characters – I got nothing. So <laughs> I'm going to say that there's some Dorn stuff that I don't hate. There you go. Because I think we're going to see some of the Sand Snaky people and the other ones, but they're not going to be in Dorn. They're going to be out and about doing stuff, and I'm not going to hate them to their very core, which would be wow. pretty wild. So, Are we going to see Sand Snakes 6 or, or 3? Like, you know, they're going to be like the super stealthy going in somewhere. And then, <laughs> Sand, you know. Sand Snakes 6. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a good one. I like that one. Super funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we are going to see at some point, might be the first episode, but we're going to see actually a no, probably the first episode. We'll get to see Tyrion lead, um, what do you want to call it, uh, Ship Pipe 6 as he <laughs> takes the the Unsullied into the sewers into um, oh, you Castle think, Rock. Okay, so you're going for Castle Rock being taken down in episode one, huh? I got no, 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 no. I, said, I think it's going to happen in episode oh, one, but it does okay. happen. I don't know if anything too crazy happens in one. It would be, I think Isis is probably closest. I don't know if it will be Littlefinger dying, but I think that there will be a major character death in episode one. I don't know if that's a good enough prediction, but that's what I'm going with. Okay, all right. Corey Smith. Yeah, uh, I kind of, I mean, fuck, what else can you predict other than, you know, someone dying? I think, yeah, I think someone, we're going to see someone. Someone not dying. Someone <laughs> not dying. 
Littlefinger's going to survive and sit the Iron Throne. No, um, I don't know. I, I would I would be shocked if we saw Arya in Winterfell in in Episode One. Um, I, I know that's kind of short of what Isis is saying, but I would be really shocked if we saw Arya make it all the way to Winterfell in C- in Episode One. Um, if that happens, then I mean, holy shit, the the season's just going to be, you know, one big fast forward, like Owen was saying earlier. So, yeah, uh, that would be my crazy prediction would be Arya actually arriving in uh, in, in episode one. I'm going to go ahead and say that we're going to see Gendry. It's going to be a surprise, like maybe even like it, we don't have to see him like a talking to anybody it's just going to be like a slow camera pan through a blacksmith shop and he's going to be hammering away on a you know with like whatever like maybe a a fucking huge war hammer and that's going to be um our is he going to be shirtless probably shirtless and well oiled up i'm just asking for a friend and 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 the only way no, I mean I'm serious. Like you know, um, if you if you've seen pictures of him now of the of the actor who plays him, uh, his name escapes me right now. But the the actor who does play him, um, he is he has been working on his fitness, and he looks he looks completely uh, different. different. Um, yeah, he looks. I just posted a picture of him in. A, I just posted a picture of him in our chat. He that the 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 Game of Thrones season seven. Red carpet premiere in Los Angeles is going on right now as we speak, and um, Gendry, Gendry was just spotted. I mean, it's pretty. He looks way no. different. I mean, if you row a boat for six seasons, <laughs> then you're gonna get pretty swole. Yes, yes, he, he's got he's got some swoleness going on. So uh, I think it's gonna be interesting. But I feel I, I you know what I find very interesting out of the out of the. Uh, us here, we never ever mentioned um, our boy there, uh, uh, Gilly and and her Sam man, and, Sam, Sam and Gilly. Yeah, Sam and Gilly. We never even mentioned them. How like, do you remember Gilly's name but not Sam? I, because I like her better. <laughs> anyway, I like her better. No, seriously though. I mean, you know, Gilly. You know, we've seen these pictures of her. Reading a book and all these different things. I mean, we and we never even mentioned them. I mean, is do we think that in the first episode they'll even cover them? I would hope so. I mean, he's gonna. He's got, they're at the Citadel. I would love to see Sam interacting with uh, Jen Broadbent. Oh, that would be an okay. Excellent. I just here's an update from the red carpet premiere. Jorah Mormont, Ian Glenn, and the guy who plays. I think it's. It looks like Braun. Are have been spotted, and Ian Glenn is wearing a kilt. It's amazing. So uh, he's rocking. The, he's rocking the kilt in the six button suit. Uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna say right now, Sansa's dress is is hideous. It's, yeah, she, yes. Sansa's wearing some kind of glittery pajama dress. I don't know. With like some kind of kabuki. Here's here's the thing. Ugh. The the girls, Mophie, uh, those two together, they if they're not dressed by a designer, then they show up wearing the dumbest shit. They've done it at <laughs> Comic-Cons and photo shoots and everywhere else. Like 
like it's just like oh yeah we all forget damn they're like 22 years old so they dress like lazy 22 year olds but um <laughs> yeah can i read before we go i know we're almost done i went and pulled this up because I, I wanted to read it for you guys there was a great uh on reddit there was a great uh conversation about the new alt shift x video which we all know is some of the best in-depth you know breakdowns of uh, Game of Thrones stuff for videos. Uh, I'm sure you guys all watch him, right? And <laughs> there, I didn't notice this because I didn't read, so I don't know what is happening. But apparently, in the trailer for the most recent trailer, uh, Cersei is standing on the neck on the map. Mm-hmm. Bro, really? Then they, cut, then they cut to Jamie. Beside the are, are, fingers on the Westeros map. Are you serious right now? I'm Corey, dead serious. I looked it up. Corey through. Smith covered this already. Yeah. Bro, where the fuck have you been? I went away for like 10 minutes. Did you really talk about it? Are you serious? Yeah. Did you, on a podcast, down for like 20 fucking minutes. Wait, this Prop- one? Yes. Before I'll just get sex, got a hold of it. Thank you very fucking You much. talked about it on this episode. Not not to today, no. Oh, okay. But like okay. three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And well, no, probably, I mean, this, I, I'm, I, don't I probably wasn't. If I, I probably wasn't on that episode. I think and, you made fun of me and called me some sort of. Uh, I probably did make fun of you, but you didn't let me get to my favorite. <laughs> you didn't let me get to my favorite part of that because we all know. Lay we all know. Huh? Lay some knowledge on us. You know, some news. Oh, stuff sorry. That we you just heard. sound really crappy. So. Uh, <laughs> There's, we all know that the the theory about you know what they call the little brother Vaseline or whatever, <laughs> and uh, that one, yeah, they're gonna I mean, the, the little brother the little brother is gonna kill Cersei and everything, right? But yeah, but I am actually starting to lean away from that completely, like just com- this completely because I, I feel like that would be too on the nose for George R. R. Martin. Okay. And I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past someone to poison her wine the same way that Joffrey was poisoned. Oh someone that we don't see coming like out of left field. There's lots of conversation about that on the subreddit. It's really interesting. But it's starting to it's actually swayed my opinion on how Cersei gets dealt with. Is that I don't think it's gonna be Jamie's hand as much as it either Jamie doing the poisoning or someone else would poison her to try to cover it up, you know, and, and make it look like she died of something else. So I, I just, I don't know if you guys have talked much about that because I've been in and out of the podcast this summer, but that, that to me, that's, that's pretty interesting to me that, that they would, I don't know that, that the conversation has switched now because I mean, I mean, honestly, think about it. Book read, uh, David, Corey, you guys are book readers, right? So you, you yeah. read the books before you saw the show. Um, did you predict, uh, Olena and Littlefinger killing Joffrey? No, absolutely not. Right. So why would Cersei's death be so telegraphed? That's you know a good, I mean? that's a good point. No, it is a really good so, point. No, it's a really stupid point. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool beans. <laughs> Okay, because those deaths weren't prophesized. There's like a there's like a three paragraph prophecy about Cersei's death. Yeah, I know the the frog lady. The frog lady talks about all of it, but here's the thing: 
it, it, are we are are the theories? I guess the prophecy coming true because the prophecy, or is it coming true because Cersei's lived a shit life? And like, at, at what point is it prophecy? Is it self fulfilling, or is it just yeah, all your kids are dead because you're a bad person? It was her decisions. Her her actions are what led to all three of her kids dying. So oh, that's true. I, I mean, I. I think that that you could easily play it off like there is no prophecy. There's no, no one's no one's life is that laid out to where, you know, in the in at least in Game of Thrones, to where people can predict their life completely. And I think that that her not dying the way that she thought she was because of the Maggie lady, is uh would would be a, a kind of good nail in the coffin and like no one's. No one's fate is sealed, and no one's fate is determined in this universe. There's also been know. there's also been theories that Tyrion <laughs> will sneak in uh, when they when they when they meet at the Dragon Pit. Will sneak some will poison her because he wants to talk to her. Obviously, there in the spoilers again, they talk about Tyrion tries to talk to Cersei after the meeting at the Dragon Pit, and there's there's not confirmation if they get to talk to each other or not. And there's some theories and speculation that he poisons her wine. Like they get to talk and he actually poisons her wine. And she wakes up in the final episode in a bed full of blood because she's bleeding out. It's like she she miscarries or something like that. I think that the twist is that she's always assumed that it would be Tyrion because the prophecy says little brother. But Jamie is also her little brother. Yeah. So I think that's where the twist is going to come, is that it's going to be Jamie that kills her and not, not Tyrion like she's always hated. That's why she's always hated Tyrion, because she's always thought, A, he killed her mother, and B, he was going to kill her. So I think it'll be, I mean, it's still a twist if Jamie, because nobody, they don't talk about on the show that often that Jamie is technically the little brother. That's they always true. make this big deal about how Jamie's the man, you know, he's, so he's the heir, and he's the king's guard, and blah, 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 and she could never be that because she was a woman. So I think they've kind of laid the misdirection out there, and that it'll be Jamie, and that it'll, and it'll still fulfill the prophecy. And I think that that's why they left it off of the show, but left it in the books. Because I think the show, you know, Shonleys would have picked up on it and discovered it easier, but, you know, who knows? But we'll see. But you know, thanks for bringing the breaking news. Um, I would you're say, welcome. <laughs> they, I will uh, update on the red carpet premiere. Jon Snow himself, Kid Harrington, uh, t- accompanied by his girlfriend Rose Leslie, for, uh, who played Ygritte on Game of Thrones. You know and nothing. She's wearing a hell of a dress. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I absolutely. She looks like a fucking lady. I love it. You're saying that she has style and grace? Is she the kind you like to date? Take to dinner? <laughs> maybe John, maybe uh, Kit Harrington will, but yeah. No, there's also... I like, I, I like what she's wearing. She there's also a picture of, I believe, Gemma Welling, who plays Yara. Guys, look at that picture. Is that Gemma? Is that Yara? And is she pregnant? She is pregnant, yes. Holy I don't know shit. if that's her in the picture. But that's, I'm not sure... She is pregnant. She confirmed it in an interview. Well, that's total. Uh, that's total preggers. That's her. That's her. Yeah. Last week she she confirmed she was pregnant. So we've got so so far at the red carpet premiere. Here's here's who's shown up. We've got uh, Sansa Stark, Sophie Turner wearing an ugly ass 
fucking outfit. We've got Jorah Mormont England rocking like like a badass he is with the kilt. Standing next to Braun. Who, who's the guy who plays Braun, guys? Help me out. Nobody? Jeremy Jeremy Flynn. Like there you go. Jerome, Thank you. Jerome, Jerome Flynn. Flynn. Jerome Flynn. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Jeremy Flynn. It's close. I like it. And then we got Arya Stark. Macy, Macy uh, uh, she's she's wearing – I like what she's wearing. Yeah, I think yeah, she, she looks, looks classy. Cute. I like that dress. It's Yeah, it's very simple, and it's. I think it, it looks really nice on her. She's wearing it very, very well. Um, I think it's cut really nice, and it still has a, a kind of a youthful kind of feel to it. So, I mean, she. it just – you know – it just shows that you can be youthful without being very like, oh, I'm so edgy. You know what I mean? She she just she she looks great. I like it. And she's not wearing the stupid fucking outfit. Um, and then you have uh, Alfie Allen, Mister uh, Mister Theon, in a brown suit, looking kind of like looking very classy. I, I mean, please, please, can we interview Alfie Allen? Because that guy basically spoiled the entire. Our first episode of last year at the premiere. Oh, I know. My God. Y'all remember that? Yes. Oh, I don't think they're allowing him any interviews. Yeah, no interviews. Stick a mic in that guy's face. He finally did it. He, he and Gemma did an interview today. And yeah, I, he hasn't done anything leading up to season seven. I haven't seen him anywhere on anything. Everybody else, all over the place. Him, he got blackballed. And then we got, like, like I said, Kit and Harrington and Rose Leslie arrived, and there's several photos of him helping her across something and her dress is beautiful and he looks classy i mean i'd fuck him he's a good he's a good looking guy i'm kidding well i i just want to say that um she has been doing some incredible work on tv and um so i'm really happy that you know even after game of thrones that she's done really well for herself and and has propelled her own career that is independent from game of thrones so i i really commend her uh, for being able to do that. She's, you know, I think she's really kind of well on her way to, to, you know, not be, hey, she was that girl on Game of Thrones. You know, she'll, she's going to do her own thing. But she's just a classy lady. I love when she gets dressed up for red carpets. She, she always looks, she knows, she's a woman who knows what looks good on her. And I love that. I, there is a new, there's a new photo of, of Macy's coming front face to the camera. God damn, look at that. That is that is not Arya Stark. Look how classy she looks in that dress and her makeup. I mean, she looks like a full-grown woman in that picture. She's beautiful. Well, I mean, we've seen her grow up in front of our faces. I mean, she's she's. She remember is a woman season. Now. Remember season one? She was so tiny, running around with that big helmet on her head in the first episode, trying to be a soldier and messing with her brothers. She is. She is complete. Yeah, she's grown up. She's definitely she has. and and you know it's one of those things that you just kind of go and say, hey, this is great. I, I mean, because she, you know, she her stature, she's really short, um, but she has just blossomed into a a wonderful uh, young woman, and I think that this this look on her in this green dress uh, just really kind of conveys that that you know she's a young woman, but she is she's a woman nonetheless. So she definitely awesome. she definitely outdressed Sansa. Sophie Turner. She definitely, she definitely um, upstaged her. Usually they are they they're kind of like Corey Foam mentioned earlier. They usually kind of dress similar, and that stupid. You know, if somebody doesn't style them, they look stupid. But man, she she looks really good. 
those are so far, that's all the pictures I've got I can find of the red carpet premiere tonight, which is happening as we speak. People are going to start watching Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 1 here in a few minutes. My God, prepare tomorrow for spoilers to be everywhere. Because the war. And, and not only that, but I mean, people are going to be sneaking videos. You, you know someone's going to be sneaking a video. You yeah. know it. You know it. So, I mean, someone's going to be there with their, like, video, you know, their phone camera trying to, you know, it's going to be grainy. It's going to be ugly and everything. But, I mean, people will eat it up all day long. I I know it. Okay. Um, Also, I just want to add real quick. Yeah. um, Please do not forget, we will be back to do the live tweet of the very, well, every episode of Game of Thrones. Um, I know myself. Uh, I know that the Winter is Coming account, Twitter the account. Show the Show Snob account. The Snoop, yeah, uh, Show Snob account. Um, phone, are you are you live tweeting? Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, we will be out there uh, live tweeting the episode as always. Um, and so, you know, you can definitely – I might even actually do a couple of videos – uh, while the the episode is going on, well, let's give so, them your Twitter. Let's give your Twitter handle out. Let's say so they know where to follow you. Oh crap! I don't know it. No, it's uh, <laughs> at i j a m e l t o n. And ISIS, I'm gonna tell you, I I usually run the the Wick Twitter account in the past seasons. Thankfully, Corey Smith is is with us this season, and he'll be helping me, so I won't have to run the the, the Wick Twitter by myself all season long. Oh well, then I'll but, never get anything repeated. Then <laughs> if he's but uh, Isis is hilarious when she watches Game of Thrones. So if you're going to follow somebody in a live tweet, you need to follow Isis. Um, Corey Thone, if he's live tweeting, usually comes up with some deadpan, hilarious, sarcastic tweets about the show. So Thone, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Corey Thone. <laughs> All one word. And Twitter. And no uh, Ian, hashtag no Ian Corey. I spell it the right way. Oh, shots fired. Um, uh, Corey Smith, where can they find you on Twitter if you're going to be doing it from your account? Where can they find uh, you? I'll, I will be doing it from my personal account, which is at Courtside Corey. Um, I will not be doing the Wick. Uh, Twitter account on the premiere because we're having a massive feast at my house to celebrate. We're uh, smoking a pig and we're doing some stag and we're doing some roast chickens to keep the hound happy. Um, <laughs> and we're just, we are going, we're celebrating in style. We got Jeopardy, we got prizes, we got drinking games after the episode. We're going to have a Q&A. We, uh, we go so full scale. So give your address so people can show up for this. Yeah, no. Uh, my, you're you're gonna actually, make a poster. You post about this your feast, don't you? Don't you show people what it's like? Yeah, we did a. I did a post on it for Wick. I'm sure we'll we'll bandy it out uh, again um, right before the premiere. But uh, we have to close down the guest list because we have just massive amounts of people uh, that want to come. And you know, does that mean if I show up, if I just show up in Austin, you won't let me in? Listen, I invited you guys all I think the first night. You all declined, and that's fine. You're only a short five-hour drive away, uh, and still you don't want to come. But, you know, yeah, no, it, it's going to be fun. So 
unfortunately, I took the premiere off, but after that, I'll be back uh, for all the rest of the episodes. So, And you can find me sometimes on my personal account at house underscore razor because I love underscores. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? And then you can also find my our new website, my new website, for, for fan-sided timing, it's called showsnob.com. Uh, you'll see Wick retweeting a lot of Showsnob's articles because um, I run the site, and Corey Smith actually writes there, and so does Corey Thone. Um, Supposedly, that, although suppose, I haven't wrote anything this month. <laughs> damn you. Anyway, uh, get busy. I, I was um, on vacation. So um, we'll be tweeting, we'll be live tweeting the show as well as the Wick account, uh, Wicknet. So just look us up, Show Snob, Wicknet, Isis, Corey Smith, and Corey Thone will all be joining in on the fun as we watch the Game of Thrones season seven premiere, which is Sunday night. Get hype! It's coming. Winners here. So thanks for listening tonight, and um, we will be back on. Monday night to record. The show will be up on Winter is Coming on Tuesday afternoon probably. So start looking for us earlier in the week as we recap each episode of Game of Thrones Season 7. And we'll be ready with our witty banter. So thanks for following us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us through this long goddamn off season. It's been miserable I hate talking to these guys. I mean, I mean, I love talking to these guys, but in the off season, it kind of sucks, right? So we're ready yeah. to to talk I just, about. I just real can't topics. wait till after you watch the first episode, and then we spend thirty minutes talking about someone's fucking shoes. <laughs> Did you see Danny's shoes? Oh my god! Anyway, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Vlar Mogulis. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.